Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Rock and roll, man. Let's do it. I'm doing great. Um, Today's conversation is one that I can relate to personally, Mm -hmm. also professionally, and it is a subset of something I don't think we've ever directly talked about, um, but it is incredibly encouraging that fasting is going to be able to benefit um, kind of the, the, the overall population that suffers with uh, knee osteoarthritis. So if you're coming to the fasting podcast, you're new to our podcast, you've listened to some of the episodes maybe, and you're like, wait a minute. So today they're going to talk about osteoarthritis of the knee. Um, and we are, and there's, we're going to back it up with some statistics uh, and most definitely some action steps or something that we can do a big takeaway in the fact that fasting can be helpful. Um and it's going to be weight related. There'll be some metabolic conversations um, about, you know, their overall health of the individuals, um, et cetera. So it's going to be really cool. This is a brand new study um, in, I mean, 2020, correct, Tommy? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. And end of 2020. And it came out of um, the research center in India, a research center in India. Um, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that name. Just go, go maybe I will go cool this hospital and research center in India. Um, apologies if I did not pronounce that correctly, but journal of clinical orthopedics and trauma. And it's, this is literally the title of the article. Can intermittent fasting be helpful for knee osteoarthritis? Mm-hmm. And the answer is drum roll. Yes. Yes, it can. We could have done better there. That's fine. So, um, it absolutely can be. So I want to start to unpack this Tommy, uh, with the end goal in mind, which is, um, you know, improving one's health to improve the quality of life, to regain control, to be healthy. And, um, you know, there's just so many different places we want to take this. So I want to hone in and focus in on, um, you know, kind of really and, and unpack it in a way that makes sure um, that there's insulation here in terms of you knowing that you have an option or a choice when it comes to something like osteoarthritis and you don't end up as one of those statistics that ends up in a surgery. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this too, because, uh, we, we just haven't gone down this path before. And, um, you know, when we saw this article, um, I was, I was pretty excited to see it because, uh, that was definitely the first time I've seen an intermittent fasting article, um, linked up with something, uh, in the orthopedic realm. And, you know, I, I've, I've worked with different patient populations in the orthopedic, um, you know, clinical settings. And it's, it's something where, you know, the, 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 the healthier you you are, the the better your outcome is going to be that post-surgical outcome or post-physical therapy, 
um, whatever it is that you're you're going through, um, if it's a, a knee issue or another joint, um, every every pound less seems to help with your clinical outcome. And so whether it was a, a skiing accident or or something more, um, you know, something acute like that, or if it was more of a degenerative um, issue that happened over time, uh, maybe you're getting a little older and that the the, the creaky um, you know, grindy kind of feeling in your knee is, is getting worse. Um, the, those are all exacerbated uh, heavily by each additional pound. So I, I think this is really relevant for everybody. Yeah. And it's, it's the statistics on knee pain is incredible. Um, but if we look at just osteoarthritis as a whole, um, it is the number one cause of disability in this country. So, you know, we're talking about knee surgeries, over 660,000 knee surgeries every single year. And if you look at some of the outcome measures for those surgeries, people expect the pain level to be like a zero or a one. And a lot of times mm -hmm. you end up in that three to four to five range. You've got decreased range of motion. You've got instability. And um, I cannot believe we haven't talked about this before because I used uh, literally the clinic that I owned and ran for almost a decade. One of the main things, like half our patient base was knee pain patients. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a really cool um, mechanical side, not the metabolic side. So I want to make sure we kind of hit both the metabolic side and the mechanical side of this in terms of how fasting can help um, and how we can, you know, help this huge population of people um, that kind of deal with the pain from an osteoarthritic uh, condition, knee pain, hip pain, et cetera. So, um, one of the first things is if you're going into see a provider and you have knee pain and you're overweight, they're going to tell you to do what first is lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. yep. But do you ever actually get an actionable plan to do so? Um, typically, the answer is no. In doing thousands and thousands of consults, people always say, yeah, my doctor said I need to lose weight. And my follow-up question was always, and how's that going? Mm -hmm. and, and what was the that would, oh, It was always something. Right. And it was never great. It was always, no, it was well, I did this. Great. I tried this. I lost the 10 pounds. I did this. So, um, you know, just looking at the overall statistics, I want to break down the study's two main drivers of why, you know, the main outcome of the study was, um, you know, obesity is a significant factor in knee osteoarthritis. Right. So it's a significant right. factor in furthering some of the stats that we're talking about. And, you know, weight loss is now, you know, been shown and proven as a tested strategy to um, be a management of obesity, which then decreases your chance of ending up in that surgical state or having advanced osteoarthritis, right? So yeah. um, from those two driver points, I'll just outline them and then we can dive into them. One is, you know, when you have the weight, you have a component of a metabolic syndrome typically. And then you have an adipose or a fat tissue induced inflammatory response. So your fat cells are literally causing an inflammatory response in the body, which mm -hmm. then directly leads to cartilage damage. So like the meniscus or the cushion in the knee, right? Yeah. So the second part is the, the, um, uh, the more of the uh, mechanical piece. So that was more of the metabolic piece, right? The mechanical piece is the increased weight. Uh, puts an additional load, and I want you to share the stat on what that is in just a second, right? The increased poundage. Mm -hmm. um, so you have an increased load on the knee. You have an increased 
uh, chance of injury. And then you're also accelerating those degenerative changes, which lead to the late stages of osteoarthritis. And one of the first symptoms of osteoarthritis is intermittent knee pain, right? So we're talking about, you know, knee pain that comes and goes in the beginning, but as the decades progress and you have this extra weight in terms of, um, you know, these two components, the metabolic component or the actual just mechanical component, um, it's something that, you know, fasting can absolutely help with in getting that weight off. Yeah. On, on both sides of that equation. Cause I mean, what you just described there sounded like the perfect storm for, for knee pain and knee degeneration. Um, so, um, it's, it's, it's degenerating from the inside out, um, you know, beginning with, with the meniscus and, and the connective tissue, and then an increased load is being pushed on, on top of it as well. And, and, you know, so what, what gravity does is it actually multiplies that increased load. So if we put on one additional pound for each stride that we take, we actually feel over four pounds of additional force. So if we have an extra 10 pounds to lose, that's not just 10 additional pounds on the knee, um, because if we're, if we're walking or jogging, um, we're actually going to feel 40 pounds worth of additional force on the knee. So this, it gets, it gets serious really quickly. And that knee pain that was just kind of nagging, uh, we start to feel it exponentially grow as we put on a few pounds. So this is one of the things too, you know, I, I like the way you were, we could also look at it in terms of like steps. So, you know, this 10,000 step thing, right? Right. Like eat less, move more, get out and move, burn some more calories. Right. So, um, you know, if you're looking at a weight loss of one pound, that's going to be 4,800 pounds per one mile. Oh, wow. That's, if yeah. you lost 10 pounds, that's 48,000 pounds less in compressive load per mile walked. Wow. So personal story, we brought regenerative medicine into my previous clinic because mm -hmm. of a nagging shoulder injury that just was not responding. And months and months and months and months and months later, nothing was happening. I had a colleague, a mentor who told me about regenerative medicine, PRP, had it done, had never had a problem since. So we started working with shoulders, knees, um, and some hips. And I was the guinea pig. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this before we put it in the clinic. So I'm like, I'm going to make sure this works. Right. Mm -hmm. And I took an x-ray on my knees and I was like, oh no. So I had a grade two situation in my right knee and a grade one situation in my left. And what I'm talking mm -hmm. about is the cartilage or the cushion in between the joint. And that is called the Kelgren Lawrence grading system for knee osteoarthritis. And this is from the world health, straight from the world health organization, right? This is how you categorize the knee. And I'm mm. sitting there going, wait, I don't have any knee pain, <laughs> right? I have no yeah. knee pain, but I did have 20 to 30 extra pounds of weight that I was carrying around with me. And mm. I was insulin resistant and we're going to kind of transition into the metabolic side of this, right? And how fasting can help with the metabolic side and that adipose induced inflammation. And I would have intermittent knee pain every now and then, but I'm sitting there going, okay, well, okay. So if I took my situation and I looked at my knees and I was like, oh crap, I don't, what? So imagine keeping that weight on for the next three decades, right? Just with those numbers I just said. <laughs> right? A 10 pound increase, or they used it in the other way, a 10 pound reduction was 48,000 pounds less load on the knee joint 
for mm-hmm. every mile walked, I would have just been on my way to accelerating my process or, or my path into having severe degenerative change, which is then uh-huh. what a lot of most people end up finding out about them having knee osteoarthritis is you've got severe knee pain or knee pain that won't go away for a few months and you go get an x-ray and the doc's yeah. like, well, yeah, you got 50% loss of cartilage. And you're like, well, wait a minute, what the heck? Yeah. It's not exactly a great early warning system. So you're, you're, you know, what you just described, your, your knee pain was, you were knocking at the door of your knee pain. Like it, it was coming for you mm-hmm. two, three decades later, maybe, but put on top of that, maybe two to five to 10 pounds of additional weight per year. And you're accelerating that, that curve. Yeah. Right. So just simply to put it one pound of additional weight on your torso is four pounds per knee. Right. And you can play with the math, however, way, however many ways we just did it. But that's one of the things in this research article that was really clear was that physical or mechanical component um, you know, being able to get the weight off. And that was one of the beautiful things about fasting and intermittent fasting is that, which is the title of the article again, can intermittent fasting be helpful for knee osteoarthritis? You know, this is the basic, the fun stuff is when we get into the metabolic side of what's happening, which is what I want to go into now. But from the physical standpoint, I mean, it's just math, right? So if we can help you, um, and there was one study that was referenced and I pulled it up here, Tommy, it was a uh, 100 and uh, it was an 18 month study it was a clinical trial of diet and exercise, right? Mm-hmm. And we were just going back and forth about this ahead of time. And I said, I couldn't find it. Well, I did end up finding it as you were talking. Um, full kind of peek behind the curtain there. Um, this So 18-month clinical trial, diet and exercise. And there was 142 sedentary, overweight, and obese adults, right? So at the end of those 18 months, they had a 3% reduction, average of 3% reduction in their uh, body weight, Um, And this is the study that showed that if you lost one pound, you would reduce, you would have a fourfold reduction um, in the load exerted per knee, right? So we're kind of looking at it from the opposite side. Mm -hmm. But my point of bringing this up is, so these people lost 3% over 18 months. The average weight loss in our challenges, I, I don't, we don't have the metric. We're kind of getting to the point where we're putting enough people through the challenges that we're going to have some, but what would you say the, the average would be six, eight? Yeah. Yeah. Probably about six, 7%, something like that. In 10 days. Yeah. So from a physical aspect, huge. Yeah. um, The protocol that they were using was very slow going um, and they still saw a decrease in their risk of, of needing knee replacement surgery and osteoarthritis um, treatments um, because, you know, each pound, like we're saying, is very, very significant. So getting a few pounds off and getting them off quickly um, using a powerful tool like intermittent fasting can can really start to, to change that direction very, very quickly, um, you know, up to the point that, that we know overweight individuals have a 40% increased risk of needing total knee replacement and other uh, related osteoarthritis um, surgeries. And obese individuals have a, a 100% um, higher risk of needing total knee replacement and other related surgeries. So um, just getting those, those pounds off and knowing how to do it and using the right method um, is, can be life-changing, literally. I was so hoping you were just going to go there with those statistics. So I want to make sure 
that that landed. So 73% of our population is overweight. And right now about 42 or 43% is obese in the United States. So if you guys are listening, because we know we have listeners, you know, across across the pond, so to speak, and we've got people mm-hmm. halfway across the world in, in Australia. Um, so if you guys are listening here in the States, um, we have 73% of the population overweight, 42, 43% of the population is obese. Um, we're spoke, we're trending towards 50% obesity with by 2030, right? So a lot of numbers here. Right. So 73% of the population has a greater than 40% chance of having uh, a knee replacement, not a meniscectomy, not a scope, not a cleanup, but an actual full-blown replacement. And if you're obese, so if you're in that 43% category, which I was you know, not too long ago, you Mm -hmm. have a 100% increased risk of replacement surgery compared to people with a normal weight. So the association actually goes up even the younger and stronger that you are. So it's crazy. You know, it's just like, okay, how do we, what's, what's that thing? Occam's razor. The simplest answer is usually the, the, the one, or I'm, I'm so Mm -hmm. bad at paraphrasing and that kind of stuff. You guys are listening out there. Yeah. Please just bear with me. That is not my strong suit. Um, weight reduction strategies, you know, they could reduce that requirement by up to 31% of people that had knee osteoarthritis. This was a huge study over two and a half, two, two and a half years, you know, that where you reference those numbers and, and like 106,000 people in it. So, um, just some really clear things of like, let's get the weight off as quickly as possible before you start doing 10,000 steps to nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to, just to add to that, um, you know, your, your risk of injury, so if, if you're an active individual or you'd like to be, your risk of injury goes up exponentially with those additional pounds as well. And the recovery from any surgery, but orthopedic surgery um, definitely included in that, um, gets, gets much, much more difficult and more prolonged um, with each additional pound. So, if, if you're looking forward to an active lifestyle and a, a long, healthy, active life, um, focus on, on getting that weight to where it needs to be using the right methods. And you're going to empower yourself for years and years and years to come. And if something does happen and you do have to you know, undergo um, any sort of surgery, you're going to have a much, much quicker recovery time and you'll be much better off um, you know, as you recover from it. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is 
Uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com, use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers, an exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. So I want to I want to make sure we 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 come back to to the to the square one to the starting point. So we had these two, and I totally forgot about the injury component too, Tommy. We just talked about the the additional load component, which then accelerates the degenerative change right over time. So thank mm-hmm. you for bringing that back, um, sure. because you know that's that's that mechanical component, right? That that stuff's fun, right? It's applicable. What I really love with this study <clears throat> um, is. The other side of it, the metabolic side um, of it, the metabolic, metabolic side, yeah. right? So, the adipose-induced inflammation that pro- proliferates cartilage damage, which is the cushioning or the meniscus tissues in the knee surrounding ligaments and support structures, um, as a component of metabolic syndrome. So, I love that this study, you know, just in the intro, you know, where it says this review article would help sensitize the orthopedic surgeons about fasting and weight reduction in assisting in knee osteoarthritis, right? So they're saying that this choice of IF or fasting should be offered to obese patients, you know, with knee osteoarthritis, not just because it's going to reduce the weight, but it's going to have what we're going to go into now, which is all of these other metabolic effects on overall health. Yeah. And and these are extremely important because, um, you know, this is where all the comorbidities come into play, where you know, we have, we have one problem at the core, um, which is insulin resistance and all the things that that leads to in the body and, and how it changes, um, you know, blood markers, um, every, on every level of, of testing, we're, we're going to start seeing an effect uh, thereof. And, and the, the chemical component of, of the blood and the interstitial fluid and the synovial fluid um, everything that's going to be important to our our knees and our joint health um, is going to be affected. So you know, you know, you're you're almost with insulin resistance. You're almost kind of poisoning the pool that that all these um, important bodily structures are 
are actually sitting in. And that's going to lead to just a compounding effect of, of what we've, what we're discussing. I really wish I would have known this because, you know, we work with, um, you know, part of my other portion of my career that is not around fasting is in clinical settings, working with multidisciplinary clinics. So working with MDs and DOs and PTs and APNs and FNPs and all these different medical, um, you know, uh, professionals, and we have a collaboration or collaborative approach to getting people out of knee pain using different techniques inside of the clinics. I wish I would have had this component in my own clinic when I ran it um, Mm -hmm. because it would have been so, okay, patient comes in with knee pain. They've been to five different doctors. have had cortisone injections. They're at the last resort for a knee replacement. Okay. Well, let's take you through our process. Let's try to help, help get the pain and inflammation down. But then let's talk about a long-term picture which would be getting that weight off as quickly as possible. And we had a weight loss program. Remember, I t- I've talked about this dozens of times in different different uh, variations of, you know, the reason why the none of the weight loss programs stuck in our clinic was because I was doing them and they weren't working for me, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I wish we would have had this. So I love this article because it talks specifically about the 16-8 method, which is really the most basic, uh, most, uh, not basic, most common, uh, you yeah. know, intermittent fasting technique. They talk about the eat, stop, eat, which is, um, you know, two 24 hour fast or one meal a day fasts, um, a couple times a week. And then the five, two diet, mm-hmm. which is very well known as well, which is, you know, five days of, of normal eating. And then two days of, uh, restricted eating, which is either, you know, personally, we think of the five, two diet as not eating on those two days. Um, right. but also the, the five, two really, uh, is like 500 calories or less. Right. So a, yeah. a caloric, mm-hmm. a severe caloric restriction on those days. And the benefits that you were just talking about, um, you know, alluding to are, were just in terms of weight loss. Yes, we, we've talked, we've pretty much probably kind of uh, talked too much about, <laughs> I don't want to say too much, but we've, we've, we've been that one into the ground, right? We've got it. Like the weight loss benefit is there. Um, but the effect on type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and even cancers was shown in this review um, to be a direct benefit of the fasting techniques. Yeah, I mean, as 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 blood sugar remains elevated, as insulin remains elevated, you you have um, problems that that result in in circulation in the immune system. Um, you know, everything starts to to kind of degrade and and take a hit. And I mean, that that's that's affecting these things, um, you know, from the inside out um, as far as our our inflammatory response goes. Yeah, and that was that second component, the metabolic component. So we've said it a few times, the adipose-induced inflammation. So um, the regimens that we mentioned, um, you know, the benefits were obviously the weight, the protects against neurodegenerative disease or diabetes type 3, so Alzheimer's and dementia's family. If you're not familiar with that, go ahead and get on your favorite search engine and go down a rabbit hole. You know, boost the <laughs> metabolism for fat loss or don't. That's fine, too. Um, you laughed. So I was like, yeah, so that might not land with some people. Um, <laughs> insulin drops, glucose levels drop. So then you're going to have your effect on blood sugar. Growth hormone increases, which is going to be protecting that lean body mass or that that healthy tissue. Um, you're going to have, you know, uh, reducing the oxidative stress. So that's going to be cardio uh, re- related to cardiovascular diseases, right? You're going to be decreasing your chance of, of having cardiovascular um, symptoms and cardiovascular events because of the reduced reduction in oxidative stress. You've mentioned, we've mentioned a couple of times now, the reduction in inflammation. Uh, you're going to be promoting autophagy, which is um, 
you know, just by caloric restriction alone, you can get some autophagy to take place, which is the mm-hmm. regeneration of the old dead tissues and cells and making them healthy and new again, right? That regenerative property. And then direct right. effects of like having lower insulin. Um, never mind the weight loss again, right? Like we keep saying that, but a, a direct reduction on blood pressure, which takes pressure off the cardiovascular system. So just an incredible, yeah. like systemic review um, of, you know, why, you know, never mind the effects directly on the pain level of osteoarthritis, but the metabolic effect of promoting health as we progress through the later decades in life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the, the value here is, is just understanding that, you know, what, what you talked about at the beginning uh, of this episode was, I don't remember. So please remind me. I feel like I'm, I'm like flying, I'm flying all over the place in this one. I'm super excited about it. I can't believe like, this is what we used to do and I missed it. So if you guys are listening in your next client, please just thank you for your grace in this. Like, I wish I would have known this a decade ago. All right. Sorry. I just totally. Yeah. You no, we always do the, the best we can with, with the tools that are available, right. you know, and, and that we understand the time. And so, I mean, it, it's just, just, but regaining that, that control and that, <clears throat> that ability to, um, you know, to, to live and to, to remain like to, to have your mobility um, and how important that, that is. And it becomes, you know, more and more important as it becomes a little more limited, you know, as we age. So understanding the, the effects of, of how we can prolong, you know, the longevity of our joints and our mobility and thus like have the physical freedom that, that we enjoy means um, we're just going to be able to, you know, to, to maintain a longer, happier life for that much longer. So, you know, protecting the joints and, and, you know, prioritizing health and the weight and the, the inflammation and everything else that, that goes along with this, we have the tools. Um, so I just, I just love that, that we're, we're kind of seeing the field come along and, and now we have a, a group of, of orthopedics, um, you know, who are, who are putting this out there in this uh, frame so that um, it can start gaining more traction in the, in the orthopedic world and start you know, benefiting a lot more people. All right. So to, to wrap up, my favorite thing about this article is the last sentence. And I think it's a perfect bridge into what it is that we do and where people, what people can do now um, is intermittent fasting is to be considered in weight loss programs and its benefits extended for the non-surgical management of osteoarthritis, but more so for the metabolic knee osteoarthritis. So that inflammatory component. So let's get the weight off as quickly as we can. Um, you may, you know, thinking in terms of how to have this conversation with your doc, you know, your doctor may not know this, your orthopedics might not know this, you might be uh, already had a a meniscus surgery or a cleanup or a scope of some sort. And now Mm -hmm. you can see that a surgery based on the statistics that we shared is in your future. So with that, let's think about what it is that we can control in the short term. And that is literally going to be the window in which you eat and you will be getting all of those additional benefits from a metabolic side of things and the decreased inflammation, decreased chance of diabetes, decreased cardiovascular risks, et cetera. So the best thing you can do is get started now. Go to our website, www.thefastingforlife.com, thefastingforlife.com, download the Fast Star Guide and get started today. As always, Tommy, thank you so much. and We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. 
While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.